This is Opportunity Miami, a show about the entrepreneurs, civic leaders, and innovators who are solving the issues that will define Miami's economic future. I'm Matt Hagman. And thinking about the future here in Miami and around the world, one thing we expect to see is more people coming. Despite the recent pandemic, the flood of people coming to cities is expected to increase. Today, the World Bank says some 55% of the world's population lives in cities. And over the next 25 years, that's expected to grow to 7 in 10. But over the same period, cities and we in Miami will face some real challenges. Expanding economic opportunity, better ways for people to get around, and transitioning to an economy that is more sustainable and ultimately carbon neutral. Reef, a company launched here in Miami, has jumped into the middle of this with the idea of creating neighborhood hubs that include everything from super-fast food delivery, package delivery, receiving health care, charging your electric scooter or bike, purchasing clothes, even hitching a ride on an electric helicopter. Along the way, it asserts it can help build future neighborhoods that are more livable, possess a greater sense of community, and are more sustainable. But how? We'll explore on Opportunity Miami. In 2013, a company called Park Jockey was launched with the focus of parking cars. Today it's called Reef, and it's expanded its vision from parking cars to reinventing neighborhoods. It's received backing from leading investors around the world, including SoftBank's Vision Fund, and it's expanding to cities across North America, the UK, and the Middle East. To discuss, we are joined by Reef co-founder and senior vice president of product, Philippe St. Just. Philippe St. Just, welcome. Hey, Matt. Thanks, to, thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you. You know, you started, you were founded in 2013, right? That's right. Uh, you, so you founded, the co-founder of the company, 2013, you launched, focusing on parking cars. Um, and essentially now you're focused on reinventing neighborhoods. Um, talk about what was that light bulb moment when you sort of made that switch realizing that, you know, the, the spaces that you're working, you could do a lot more than park cars. Right, right. Well, so I think, you know, for the, there's a very vivid moment uh, in, in, in my mind, and it's totally Miami-based, um, which is when we were selling parking for uh, Miami, um, uh, sorry, the, uh, the FTX Arena, which used to be called the American Airlines Arena. Sure, yeah. We were, we were selling parking for, for those events. And, uh, and, and this was back in the day when I was literally like taking money from people who wanted to park their cars. And, uh, and, and the thing that amazed me was that if you park at the arena, it was, and I don't remember these prices exactly, but if, if you want to park at the arena, you have to be a season ticket holder or it's going to cost you $100. If you park just across the street, it's $50. If you park two blocks down, it's $20. And if you park, you know, four blocks down in somebody's driveway, it's $5. And, and that was such a, uh, a vivid, um, a vivid uh, uh, value of proximity, what people uh, are willing to pay, the value that, it, you know, what it means to them to be close to the source of experience, the source of value that they're looking for. Um, and that's, uh, and, and, you know, I don't know if that one thing was what, what triggered us, but, but really, I mean, those types of experiences are what, what, uh, made us realize um, 
that this, this, you know, the, the value of proximity could be applied to a lot more than just storing your car. And that was, that was the beginning of our journey to, to seeing how we could take those assets that we did have and, uh, and open them up and, uh, and, and offer them as a service to other businesses that would uh, also see value in proximity uh, and in offering that to their customer. You know, there's been so much uh, you know, recently over the past year, over the past two years, um, written about REIT. And, you know, here in Miami, we've been, begun to be able to touch and feel uh, Reef and its vision, you know, here, you know, across the city with its ghost kitchens, uh, with it getting food or even pop-up retailers. But as we, you know, today's ghost kitchen uh, on a Reef neighborhood hub could be tomorrow's health clinic, vertical farm, uh, place that you go to charge your scooter or your electric bike, or where even to many uh, more futuristic, maybe closer than we all realize, where you hitch a ride on uh, an a, a electric taxi helicopter to go across town. Talk a little bit to us about what a reef neighborhood hub, what we should expect that it will look like a year from now, five years from now. Great, great question. Um, I. You know, for for us, um, what uh, we're really focused on building is is infrastructure, and it's infrastructure for the the modern city. And um, our goal at Reef are is to uh, take uh, real estate that is in city centers, that is in proximity to where people live and work, and open it up to really all sorts of use cases that could uh, improve the life of people in those neighborhoods. And, um, and so it's, you know, you can look at, at Reef in two different ways. You can look, as you said, at Reef as, a, as an operator of a specific type of business. So our neighbor kitchens business or ghost kitchens business, as you mentioned, is probably the one that's getting the most, most news these days. Um, and the other one is really as this platform company that is building the future of cities um, where we find partners in all sorts of different verticals and uh, give them the ability to provide their services, provide their goods um, uh, in, these city center, in these city centers in ways that they couldn't do it before. And, uh, and so um, right now we're, uh, we're in the US, we're in Canada, uh, we've got restaurant operations in, uh, in Europe and the Middle East. Um, and, uh, and one thing that's been really fun working at Reef is seeing how all these different use cases um, are being uh, developed in all these different uh, the different places of the world, uh, and so in Miami we have uh, uh, obviously our neighborhood kitchens. We also have uh, logistics operations, so a partnership with DHL, uh, where um, uh, we provide a more neighborhood-sized way of uh, packages being able to be delivered uh, to to consumers in a way that doesn't take up traffic, in a way that is. Uh, uh, um, uh, the quality of life is improved because you don't have 18 wheelers that are going through your, uh, your, uh, you know, down the street uh, at all times a day. And, uh, and in other places, um, we've done things such as uh, uh, provide retail services uh, where you can order uh, like Van Loo and ice cream uh, to, your, to, to your house. So kind of an extension of our, uh, of our restaurant operations all the way to, um, uh, to dog parks. Uh, and so we have uh, we have a, a one site in, in LA, for example, uh, we partnered with a company called Dog People. They're using our 
our platform uh, to essentially build a business. Uh, they're calling it the Soho House for Dogs. Uh, so it's membership only, uh, <laughs> only dog park, but it's, it's actually really cool and really interesting. Yeah. Um, and and and, um, uh, and we're also doing things like a, a ride sharing partnerships. Um, again, there's just a really a, a mix of different uh, different opportunities you can build um, if you if you just open up uh, open up the neighborhoods and open up the, uh, the the cities to these entrepreneurs and these companies that want to do want to do things just don't necessarily aren't necessarily at the level of being able to uh, put in massive investments to build up their own infrastructure. So when we think about sort of a, a reef hub, um, sort of in, in full bloom, right? Um, what would that look like? And, and how far away is, is sort of realizing that vision? Yeah, yeah. so we, we've, got, um, we've got a whole team um, at, uh, at Reef that focuses on what we call our, our physical product. And, um, and, and I think the best way to describe it is we essentially have three, uh, three main types of physical products, three types of hubs, as you, as you mentioned. Um, we have the, uh, what we call the dock, which is uh, primarily for vehicles. This is a, a place where we will cater to, we cater to mobility. So where you can park your car, where you can charge your scooter. As you said, uh, in the future where you can uh, hitch a ride on an air taxi. And uh, so think of that as the, the parking garage 2.0, right? This is the evolution of your traditional, uh, traditional parking operation. Um, the next, uh, the next step is what we call the, the hub. Uh, so the hub for us is really this um, production and logistical facility, which is within the neighborhoods, um, that allows goods and services to uh, reach out to the neighborhood. So, um, so, so we've got people working in these hubs. Uh, we've got people producing food in these hubs. We have people uh, receiving packages in these hubs and transferring them to delivery vehicles in these hubs. It's, uh, it's a little bit. Um, uh, a little bit kind of in the background, right? It's, it's, it's this uh, social tissue that allows the world to connect to, uh, to the neighborhood. And then finally, we have our third product is what we call the park. And the mm. park is where we welcome people uh, into, our, uh, into our product in order to experience uh, these, um, uh, these companies uh, and these partners that they, that, that they might not have been able to before. So the, the, the dog park in particular uh, is really this model of, uh, of, 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 uh, of the park. Uh, now the park is an area where we've, uh, uh, where, where we've been uh, piloting uh, a lot of different projects recently. Um, it's still a little bit of a work in progress. Um, I think we've got a couple of things up our sleeves for Miami uh, specifically. Uh, I can't talk too much about it quite yet, but uh, we've got something in store there. But, but I mean, our, our hubs, so our logistical hubs, we already have uh, 13 in the South Florida area. Um, and so we're, we're here, we're in Miami, we're, we're embedded. Uh, so now it's just basically evolving that uh, over time uh, and opening that up to additional partners. And the places that you imagine seeing these, number one, of course, parking lots, going to your roots as a company, parking cars, uh, parking garages, and this underutilized urban spaces generally, is that, the, uh, the, the right way to think about it? Yes and no. I think, uh, as, as you pointed out, our, our history is, is deeply rooted in parking. That's where we, that's where we came from. Um, in, in fact, uh, most people probably don't know this, but uh, we have uh, a lot of valet parking operations all over the uh, uh, South Florida. Sure. Uh, we, we operate parking garages, parking lots as well, uh, that are still catering to, to cars and vehicles and, and mobility. Um, and so that's where we started. 
But, um, but essentially our vision and, and our goal, what I mentioned is not restricted to parking real estate. Um, and uh, so we're starting to now branch out, uh, branch out to other types of real estate. But ultimately the goal is to be able to offer that real estate as a service um, and provide it in a way that is modular and agile so that it can, on one hand, adapt to the needs of the neighborhood so that as the neighborhood evolves, you don't need to tear down a building and build a new one, but rather you have um, uh, an approach to, uh, to, to architecture and push to facilities, which, is, uh, uh, which, which, which can evolve over time. And two, um, built in a way that we can adapt to the needs of our partners and our customers. So that uh, if, our, if a partner comes to us and says, hey, I want to, uh, to, to, to deliver or deploy or, or produce this type of product or this type of service within a neighborhood, we can basically build a facility for them uh, and offer it to them as a service um, so that they don't have to, uh, to, to take huge risks in, uh, at the real estate level on, on their side. And that's what really gives us the flexibility and that's what really makes us attractive to, uh, to, to our customers. So how ubiquitous will this be? I mean, should we be thinking about as we think around, you know, the Miami or cities around the world over the next two years, the next five years, next 10 years, that this is like reef hubs will be like McDonald's or Starbucks that we experience today. What should we expect? Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, obviously this, this company is, uh, as one of the co-founders of this company is one of my babies. So uh, sure. I certainly wanted to, to succeed. Um, but um, going back to our, our, our products, I think, um, you know, uh, what, what I think will be a lot more ubiquitous is this idea of the modular real estate, the modular architecture um, that, uh, that does adapt with the neighborhood. Now, if Reef is going to be the one providing it, uh, all the better, but I think cities are heading that, in that direction. And then on the other hand, um, I do think our, our logistics product is also going to be a fixture of, or our, our hub is going to be a fixture of, of cities going forward. And you're going to see uh, a lot more from us as well as others uh, who are developing those. Again, they're going to be more in the background. You're not necessarily going to see them all the time, but that's where your packages, that's where your food, that's where your products are going to be, um, are going to be coming to you from that neighborhood because that is what is sustainable for a, uh, for a neighborhood rather than coming from the other side of town or from, you know, the, let's say the airport, um, where then it's loaded on giant trucks uh, that, uh, that clog up the streets and, and, and ruin the life, uh, the quality of life of, uh, of neighborhoods. And is there a way you think about this? By that, I mean, like, so with a hub, is it something where it's all food can be delivered within a radius of, you know, going forward of 15 minutes or people can walk to a health clinic uh, or, to, or uh, within, you know, five or 10 minutes. I mean, in terms of, you know, you've talked about, and, and there's been lots of reporting around the whole idea of the 15 minute city and reef really being at the heart of that. How, and, and when you, in setting up these hubs and setting up these, these urban nodes, uh, how proximate are they? Um, well, so actually proximity is probably the, the, the word that we use the most at, uh, at, at reef and, uh, we think that that is, uh, is, is such a huge macro trend. Um, and you can phrase it in different ways. The 15 minute city is, is one of them. Um, but, uh, but I think, you know, what you're seeing is kind of the, uh, the, the revival of the neighborhood um, with uh, COVID having accelerated that. 
um, but also your um, you know your, your your digital touch points are really kind of helping those neighborhoods reinvigorate themselves by allowing you to be in contact with the world without necessarily necessarily having to drive and 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 uh, and, and go long distances to get uh, to get what you need. Um, so so the, the our our purpose as a company has been built around the value of proximity and the best way to deliver proximity. Um, and, and I think you're, you're hinting a little bit about kind of what what proximity means for something that's as perishable as as food. And we sure. think that it means it means everything uh, from a uh, the, the quality of the food all the way to the unit economics of how uh, how you build a sustainable business. Um, if you're close to a customer, um, the, 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 how difficult it is to get food to that customer um, is directly tied to how far, you away, uh, how far away you are. Um, and so our um, neighborhood hubs are within 15 minutes of, of our customers. That's what we, uh, that's, our, that's our target. Um, the food that gets to you is fresh. The food that gets to you is good. Um, and it's... Um, from a, a network perspective, a logistics perspective, uh, it's very easy to manage and, and make sustainable a network like that, rather than having drivers that you know drive for for 60 minutes, 45 minutes, um, and uh, and try to crisscross uh, the city um, in, in all sorts of different ways. So, in a lot of ways, the long-term vision is is that we could see, you know, you could be seeing a a, a hub every few miles across a metropolitan area going forward as sort of as these 15 minute nodes are, are established across the city established here in miami absolutely i mean i think a good frame of reference there's probably two good frames of reference one is uh is parking garages right i mean when when you when you uh I mean, the, the parking garage was the original proximity business um and uh, and that's because uh, it's by definition close to where people live and work, um, and so we're not really reinventing anything as much as we are just extending uh, that uh, that definition and opening it up to all sorts of different uh, types of businesses rather than just parking your car. Uh, the other thing I think you can think of, and uh, and uh, you know we've talked a lot about the the, the food revolution uh, these past two years with COVID, uh, but the original ghost kitchen. Is um, is Domino's Pizza, uh, and they've been around for for a long time, right? Because sure. basically, I mean, very few people actually go and eat at Domino's Pizza. In fact, I think most places don't even have a, don't even have. A you don't know where they are. Down. You don't know where they are. You don't know where. Uh, you can't sit down over there. But um, uh, but but basically, Domino's is within 15 minutes of their of, of their customers, and and so uh, and that's what's allowed them to build a successful business. That is or was providing a product that people uh, uh, people liked and uh, and uh, you know, uh, improve their lives by not having to cook dinner. Um, and so again, all we're doing is taking those 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 basic concepts and extending them so that it's not just pizza you're getting; it's also sushi, it's also uh, burgers, it's also uh, all all sorts of different types of food that uh, uh, that you want uh, whenever you want it. And then, and also by extension, your model is then also built on going in lots of other areas too. How we get around, how we get healthcare, perhaps how we grow our food with vertical farming. I mean, the idea is that the extensions keep growing uh, within these um, these these urban nodes within these fifteen-minute cities. Is that is that a fair way to think about it? 
That's a that's a great great way to put it. I think uh, again, um, uh, one half of our our business is is this idea of a platform. Um, and one analogy I give is um, is if you look at the internet from the '90s, um, and and you wanted to to start an internet business, you had to do everything yourself. You had to you yeah. had to buy servers, you had to plug them into the internet, you had to do your your coding to to pull up the website. Um, it, nothing was off the shelf. And now if you want to start a business, basically you go to Shopify, you get a Google Analytics account, you go to Stripe and you, and you set up your payments, uh, you go to some dropshipper and he will uh, take care of your product. And you can probably do that in half a day. And, and so we're applying that same principle to the, to the physical world. We're allowing companies that offer physical products, physical goods, physical experiences to be able to grow without worrying about the real estate. So we're essentially virtualizing that real estate and providing it as a service to these uh, uh, to these companies. So, as you said, uh, uh, kitchens, uh, retail is another big area of growth we see for us. Uh, mobility is uh, is a very interesting area for us. Uh, I think your you know ride sharing and scooter sharing is going to make a huge comeback as in, as these neighborhoods uh, return. Um, and uh, and healthcare, which we started at the beginning of COVID, uh, we're we're continuing. And originally we started as um, our healthcare sites were mostly focused on COVID testing. That was the need at that time, uh, especially getting COVID tests close to uh, to where people people were uh, because they couldn't go out, they couldn't go far. Uh, and we're looking to convert those into um, into uh, what we call neighborhood clinics. Uh, again, it's, it's being able to offer a neighborhood service that bridges gaps and fills in uh, fills in a need that might not be addressed right now. Something in between of a primary care and an emergency clinic. Uh, a place that is focused on wellness, a place that is focused on uh, on, on basic healthcare, but that then can uh, refer you to uh, to something more extensive, if uh, you know uh, an emergency or something like that. Um, but really, for, for us, uh, the the exciting part of Reef is 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 building a platform and just being able to go in any direction uh, with uh, with our partners and with our customers. And now, what about now, now jobs? I mean, I think in one of the challenges is in, in cities is the, the enormous um, uh, economic divides that we see, right? And needing more and more, in particular, entry-level jobs that have real upward economic mobility. How do you see these hubs contributing to helping with that? Well, so one, you know, one thing I like to say is, is, and one thing that I like about Reef is that you don't need to be a developer or programmer to work for a, a tech company. Um, and, and so a lot of our workforce um, are people who have skills that are not necessarily what you associate with a tech company. We have, uh, uh, we have 3,000 chefs that work for us. We have uh, uh, you know, 2,000 valet drivers that work for us. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and more and more. Um, and, um, um, but, but I think the most, uh, what's, what's really tied to just the design of our, uh, of our business and the realities of our business is we are an operational business. Um, and so in order for us to be able to deliver these experiences and products, uh, in order to cook the food, in order to bring it to you, uh, in order to, uh, uh, to, to, do, to, to, to maintain uh, the, the hubs, we need to hire people, uh, we need to create jobs. And, and so Reef itself is a vehicle for job creation at the local level. And that's something that we're very proud about. Uh, just as an example, each one of our kitchens um, creates on average about 15 jobs within, within the community. 
Um, and, uh, and so that's a little bit kind of the opposite of what you'd expect from a, from a tech company. Um, and, uh, but that's just, that's built into the model and that's a reality of, uh, of providing physical services, uh, to, to people. Now let's talk about sustainability. I mean, clearly, as we think about cities going forward, um, you know, think about the world going forward, you know, over the next, you know, over the next 28 years, uh, you know, we're on this journey where we need to transition our economy to one that's net zero. Um, and one of the things, you know, we've been talking a lot, you know, with Opportunity Miami since launching late last year is, is how this transition actually presents uh, the business opportunity of our lifetime, right? In terms of this transition creating new industries, new companies, new jobs. Um, how do you, but it's for sure a challenge for cities around the world um, to achieve much, much greater sustainability and ultimately become carbon neutral. Um, as you think about the reef hubs, which are envisioned to be, you know, throughout cities around the world, talk about how reef hubs will achieve much, much higher levels of sustainability and is actually achieving net zero part of the plan. Right. So, um, great, great question. When, um, from a, a kitchen's view, specific, well, actually, just in, in general, I think, uh, you know, one of the great drivers of sustainability from a, uh, ecological perspective is the electrification of our, of our infrastructure. Sure. Um, electrification is, um, is what allows a critical mass of, uh, renewable energy to be cost effective. And, um, and so we're, we're doing that in, uh, in two ways I can think just off the top of my head. One is, um, is transforming our sites into mobility hubs, which, um, which generally involves the installation of charging stations uh, for cars, for, uh, for, for, for scooters, and kind of allowing that transition of, uh, of combustion engine mobility over to electrical uh, mobility. Um, and then um, the, the second one was an interesting one for me um, is when we first when we first launched a lot of our kitchens had uh, uh, were um, at stoves uh, and cooking services that were that used propane uh, as a uh, as a source of fuel and um, and you know about I think uh, two years ago we started transitioning that over to uh, to electrical equipment for the same. Uh, uh, for sustainability purposes, but also um, for uh, just the, the ease of being able to uh, to, to deploy and uh, um, and uh, and move these kitchens uh, kitchens around. And so most of our uh, most of our kitchens right now are electrical kitchen, sorry electrical kitchens. Uh, so all the cooking services are uh, are electrical. Um, most of our sites are plugged into the uh, uh, plugged into the electrical grid and tied into the city. And um, and we think that that's probably the the most um, uh, what's going to have the most impact on being able to, uh, to 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 transition over to renewable sources of energy. Got it. And I would assume just by your your whole idea of proximity, um, the hope is you have people just not going longer distances, which contributes to wider carbon footprints for each one of us. Yeah, that's a that's that's a great point. Uh, I think it's it's not just uh, uh, it's not just the pure distance, but when you get closer, you also change your modes of transportation. So sure. you don't need a car to deliver something 10 miles anymore. Now you can have a bike that delivers uh, one or two miles. So yes, that, that has a huge effect. 
So, um, and, and the last thing, just community, and just want to be sure we sort of double click on this, that, um, that, and how you see building community, you talk about sort of building authentic relationships in communities, um, and you talk about sort of, it's time to move away from brick and mortar versus tech debate. Um, is it, is the community that you're talking about that you want to foster and build really built on A, to go back to something we've talked about a lot about, but um, it's really at the heart of this proximity, and that B, that you want this to be something that, that enables opportunity within sort of the 15 minutes around each of these hubs. Is that how you think about the ways in which the REAP hubs will try to foster a greater, a greater sense of community? Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's so, so many different ways that we can, uh, we can impact the community. And uh, uh, I think we've got a, a couple of different, uh, different programs and then uh, a couple of different uh, elements are just directly built into our, uh, into our product itself. Um, I mentioned the, um, the, the hiring of, uh, of local, uh, uh, creating local jobs, local staff, so people from the community actually run, uh, run these hubs and make them part of the community. Um, we also um, uh, explicitly uh, have uh, have created programs that allow us to embed a lot more deeply. So uh, we have a we create a neighborhood uh, sorry a neighborhood restaurant development pro program uh, to reach out to uh, restaurant operators and bring them onto our platform, help them basically do that transition from uh, from a pure brick and mortar to this hybrid world of brick and mortar and digital. Um, and uh, we've got. Uh, We've got uh, nine uh, nine local partners that we're uh, we're onboarding right now uh, across three different cities, uh, and more and more to come. Um, and then we've also uh, specifically uh, partnered with the the city of Miami and other organizations down here on a jobs program um, to uh, to also really kind of educate people on what we has to offer, and um, and help um, help provide opportunities to. Uh, to communities that might not have had those opportunities uh, uh, otherwise, um, and and you know, and for us, this is just part of uh, of, of of the vision. Um, it's uh, our our hubs um, are part of the community, service the community, and uh, and and our goal is that they they enhance the the community. Well, Philippe Saint Just, thank you very much. Really appreciate the time. Well, thank you very much, Matt. It was great, uh, great talking to you. Thank you so much. I hope you'll engage with us online and on social channels and hope to see you next time on Opportunity Miami.